Star Wars, give me those Star Wars, nothing but Star Wars, don't have that Hello and welcome to the Quattro de Mayo episode of Give Me Those Star Wars, the official Star Wars show of the Fire and Water Network. I'm Ryan Daly, and I am the worst Star Wars fan. I completely dropped the ball on planning a special event for May the 4th, otherwise known as Star Wars Day. No excuse, the date just crept up on me this year. But the rest of the Fire and Water team made it pretty clear that if I didn't do something for May the 4th, I'd have to surrender my fan badge and gun. Thankfully, I belong to a pretty awesome community of podcasting friends, so when I asked for help, they bailed me out. A big part of Star Wars fandom in general, and this show in particular, is thinking about Star Wars past. The memories we keep of the first time we saw that Star Destroyer fill the screen. The joy of playing with our Star Wars toys. The varying degrees of anticipation as each new movie came out. Most of us who love Star Wars experienced it for the first time as kids, so there is an inherently nostalgic component to our fandom. That's what I try to tap into with each episode of this show. But for May the 4th, I wanted to try something different. I wanted to look toward the future. So I asked a couple of friends, what about Star Wars are you most looking forward to? Where do you want the franchise to go? What do you want Star Wars to show you next? On this episode, you will hear responses from my Fire & Water Network brothers, Rob Kelly, Chris Franklin, and Siskoid, as well as former guests of the show, Kyle Benning and Mike Gillis, and also Paul Hicks, and my friend and legal counsel, Omar. But since it's my show, I get to go both first and last. One of the things I really want to see in future Star Wars films is the state of the galactic underworld after Jabba the Hutt. Who comes to power after Jabba was killed? Who fills that gigantic void? And how do the new players rise? I like the criminal scum. I like bounty hunters. So I really want to see more of that world, the fringe of the galaxy that's not aligned with the Republic or the Resistance or the First Order. However, I say that fully aware that by far my least favorite part of The Force Awakens was right after Han and Chewie show up and the two different gangs board Han's ship. I hated that scene. The CGI on the Rathars took me out of the moment, and even the jokes weren't that great. Uh, The whole scene felt out of place. It actually killed the emotional energy we'd been following with Rey and Finn for the sake of forced dramatic energy in a chase sequence. I did like the look of the Guavian Death Gang, the dudes in red with the masks that looked like the logo for Target molded over a Bose speaker system. Those guys looked awesome, but I hated their boss, who I called the Irish Soccer Hooligan. So, even though the best example of the Underworld Fringe in The Force Awakens was actually the worst part of the movie... I do want to spend more time in that corner of the galaxy. I hope we get a better taste of the criminal element in episodes 8 and 9, or one of the standalone films that's set after Return of the Jedi. Alright, let's hear from some of our friends.
Ryan had specifically said that we should not say in terms of what we're looking forward to with the uh, future Star Wars installments is simply more movies. But uh, my answer is going to kind of be more movies. Uh, Let me clarify that. The thing that I like about this plan that Disney's got is that we are going to see a Star Wars movie every single year. And as everybody knows now, the alternate years will be the episode films, and then the other years will be the expanded universe movies or whatever they're calling, or Star Wars stories. The thing that I like about this is that it, especially now that it seems that Christmas has been styled as the release time for Star Wars movies, is that it gives the thing almost kind of a movie serial feel, even though the stories, of course, like Rogue One is not going to be continued, a continuing story from Episode 7. I like that every year now there's going to be a Star Wars movie. It feels kind of like comforting and regular in some sort of weird way, almost like they are going back to the old movie serial format, which is, of course, the thing that inspired George Lucas to start all this in the first place. So I kind of like that that feeling, that, that comforting feeling that every Christmas there's going to be a Star Wars movie. That is uh, very comforting to me. And even if some of the films are, are lesser than others, that's okay. Uh, I will just enjoy living in that world uh, every Christmas. Um, I do wish that they were going to be in the summer because now I feel that they've moved episode eight to December. We're probably never going to see a summer Star Wars movie again. But uh, that's a fairly minor quibble compared to the fact that we are now going to have Star Wars movies every year into the horizon. So that's really what I'm looking forward to is just the idea of of going back to this universe on a regular basis. That is uh, really, really cool. So that is the thing I am looking the most forward to for these Star Wars uh, films. So uh, thanks for having me on, Ryan. And everybody, may the 4th be with you. Hey, Ryan. It's Mike Gillis with Radio vs. the Martians and Podcasta La Vista, baby. And you wanted to know what was exciting me, what I was most looking forward to with the future of the Star Wars franchise. I am excited. I'm actually more excited than I think I've been since high school. Two of the words that can help sum up my excitement are Rogue One. And what excites me about this movie is it isn't just the trailer, which looks great, and a movie that looks awesome. It's the possibilities. It's the implication of what this trailer means going forward. This is going to be the first Star Wars movie that's not about the Skywalker family, and it doesn't probably have a lightsaber duel in it, and doesn't have Jedi in it, unless there's a Darth Vader cameo. And that really excites me. It excites me because I could see the Star Wars universe, which we've already seen, is just weird and wonderful and diverse and crazy, and there's a whole world outside of this basic conflict between the good guys and the bad guys in these movies, And I want to see the movies reflect that in a way that we've only seen in the comic books and we've only seen in the novels. I want to see a Star Wars movie that does for this franchise what Deep Space Nine did for Star Trek, which is it was the first series that wasn't about the Enterprise and its ongoing mission. It actually let us see what that universe looked like from a different perspective. We got to see what Starfleet looked like to non-Starfleet members. And we got to see the universe become more interesting and deeper and richer because of it. I want to see that for Star Wars. I want new characters. I want new locations. I want new stories. But I still want that feel, that tone, that heart of what feels like Star Wars to us. And I know we can have it because we have it with the Marvel movies. With Marvel, you have everything from Thor to Captain America to shows like Daredevil and Jessica Jones where we have different genres and tones and looks, but it still retains that Marvel identity and brand and feel. 
That's what I want for Star Wars. I want it to be bigger. I want it to have even more of something for everybody, which has always been its strength. I want to go into the theater and be surprised and excited again. And it feels like we're right on the cusp of it. And it feels like we're at the beginning of something potentially really awesome. So that, Ryan, that's what gets me excited. That's what I'm looking most forward to for Star Wars. Hey, this is Omar. And um, what I'm most excited about with regard to uh, the new Star Wars movies going forward is the possibility of character and plot developments for situations that I didn't think initially warranted them. For instance, you know, I thought a movie about Boff and Spies stealing, you know, the Death Star battle plans was just, you know, a, a ridiculous concept based on a throwaway line and kind of a cash grab. But I have to say, after seeing The Force Awakens and the creative thing, ways they were able to deal with that story and seeing the trailer for uh, Rogue One, I'm really excited at the possibility of the expanded Star Wars universe under Disney to explore some different and possibly very dark directions um, and very dark storylines and get in, you know, dig into some really rich character development just based off of one-off concepts, ideas, basically b-sides that you know i would have initially discarded but now having seen what disney is capable of doing with this franchise i'm really excited to, to you know see the characterizations to see the the plot turns to see you know i think there's a lot of rich material um and i think disney has shown us in the previous movie in the force awakens that they're more than capable of you know taking some seemingly thin storylines and, you know, getting a lot of really rich character development out of it, plumbing the depths of, you know, the Star Wars universe and coming up with some really unexpected, richly developed plot lines. So, you know, I think that's definitely the case for Rogue One. I'm excited to see, you know, how they're going to do a, a Boba Fett origin story, a Han Solo origin story. Uh, Storylines that I wasn't excited about six months ago, having seen what Disney's capable of doing after uh, Force Awakens, I'm really excited. I'm, I'm really thrilled to see what's in store and the new characters we're going to meet along the way. For instance, with Rogue One, you know, I mean, we know the broad outlines, right? That, like, obviously the battle plans are going to fall into the hands of the rebels. But I'm totally up for some very unpleasant things happening to our protagonists. You know, I'm, I'm really up for dark themes because I think Disney can handle them well. And I think you can pluck some rich characterizations out of those dark themes. For instance, I'm really game for anything when it comes to the Felicity Jones character in Rogue One. I buy her as a loose cannon. I buy her as someone who, you know, doesn't, who sort of marches to the beat of her own drum in a, in a potentially destructive uh, way. I'm kind of sold on that type of journey. I'm much more interested in those kinds of characters than I am the overly sanitized heroes of lore that uh, that we're used to and I'm I'm confident that you know that Lucasfilm can can handle that. G'day I'm Paul Hicks from Waiting for Doom the Doom Patrol podcast. What am I looking forward to from Star Wars going forward? Hmm. I've been in a 38 year relationship with Star Wars. When we first got together it was new, exciting, special, magical even, better than I could have imagined but after a while we settled down we just got on nicely and comfortably. Around 17 years ago, my relationship with Star Wars took a dark turn. Star Wars became distant and possibly even abusive to me. We still saw each other for a few years, but honestly, we'd fallen out of love. It wasn't the same. Eventually, we drifted apart. Two years ago, Star Wars got back in touch. Star Wars wanted us to get back together. Star Wars promised me it had changed. We went on a date in December and it was pretty good. I'm planning on seeing Star Wars more soon. 
What am I looking forward to for the future? I'm looking forward to falling back in love with Star Wars. May the 4th be with you, Ryan, and to all your listeners. Hey, Ryan, it's Chris Franklin from Supermates. Uh, Just giving you a little Star Wars wish list here for May the 4th. Uh, I really enjoyed The Force Awakens, so, of course, I'm interested in seeing where all the storylines go there. Uh, You know, the most obvious is finding out more about Rey and where her path is headed. You know, how will her and Luke interact? What does the future hold for her and Finn? You know, who is she, of course? And and is she related to anybody or, you know, and what's going to happen when her and Kylo Ren meet up again? Because you know they're going to. And obviously, you know, what's going on with Kylo Ren? What's, you know, is he, you know, going to go down the path uh, further into darkness? Is he going to have a redemption storyline? It's all, you know, very exciting. I think they set up some great new characters to follow, including, uh, you know, more seeing more Poe Dameron. Um, obviously, they didn't plan on him even surviving into the middle of the film. And uh, everyone really likes him, so I'm sure they're going to get a lot of mileage out of him. Uh, but I'm really interested in see how they handle Luke. You know, can they explain, you know, why he abandoned his friends, and and can they do it in a way that that doesn't really make you dislike the character? Um, I think they can. I just hope they do. Uh, I was really, you know, got the the chills when we saw Luke at the end. So that's what I was excited about the most in the movie was just getting to him at the end, and. I uh interested to see how he reacts to Han's death, you know. I mean, Kylo Ren is his nephew, so, I mean, I think a lot of people were so busy focusing on who's Rey and is she Luke's daughter and all this and that that we forget, well, Kylo Ren is his nephew. So, uh, you know, Uncle Luke going to have to lay the smack down on his nephew? Uh, more than likely, but we'll see, you know. Uh, outside of the films, I'm really excited about the Star Wars editions coming to Disney World. As mentioned on your last episode and covered on Supermates episode 52, we just returned from Disney World and they already added quite a few new and exciting things uh, like the the uh, Star Wars launch bay with all the props and the costumes and everything. Uh, but, you know, we're talking about a whole themed land for Star Wars. So if they can pull this off half as good as Universal pulled off the Wizarding World of Harry Potter and... Of course they can. They're Disney. They invented this whole idea of a theme park. Uh, Really, what we know of as a theme park. Then we're all in for a completely immersive Star Wars experience. And I don't think, you know, I think that's going to be the place to go. You know, if you're a Star Wars fan, that's going to be Mecca, basically. (laughs) So I'm really excited to hear what they're doing and to see. And, you know, hopefully, maybe the next time that we go, they'll, they'll actually have some of it done. Uh, being a toy guy, I'm always interested in the merchandise. You know, now my daughter's really gotten into Star Wars because of Rey, so she's bought a lot of Rey items and other things, really into the Lego Star Wars. My son's always had Star Wars toys, and now he's, you know, collecting the the black figures, uh, the six-inch black figures. So, uh, But one style that we've never seen uh, done with Star Wars is the eight-inch Mego style. And, uh, you know, it, it's actually true that it's been a legend for years, but it is true that uh, Mego passed on Star Wars in 1977. They passed on the toy license for Star Wars. Uh, it's not true that that's what eventually put them into bankruptcy, but maybe trying to catch up with Star Wars didn't help them at all. That's why they bought up the rights to a lot of science fiction properties that just didn't excite kids like Star Wars, like the Black Hole and 
and Star Trek the motion picture, you know, just not as action oriented either one of those. So, but either, either way, ever since they didn't make eight inch figures uh, of Star Wars characters, Mego fans have wanted those. And nowadays we're getting about every conceivable license in the eight inch Mego format in these new re Mego figures. So I'd love to see some company get that license, whether it be Hasbro trying their own figure or, you know, they give it to uh, one of these other companies like MC or NECA or Figures Toy Company or somebody like that. I'd love to see 8-inch Mego-style Star Wars figures because every Mego fan has always wanted a set of at least the original characters in that way. So uh, that's pretty much it for me, you know... Um, Hope everyone has a great May the 4th, and I hope it's with you and stuff. So, bye. Hey, this is Kyle Benning from the King Size Comics Giant Size Fun Podcast. And uh, some of the things I'm looking forward to most about the future of Star Wars is definitely going to be Episode 8. And being able to take my son to that, that'll be the first Star Wars movie he ever gets to see in the theater. By that point, he'll be four or five years old. And I'm just looking at uh, looking forward to continuing that tradition. Uh, the first movie, Star Wars movie I would ever saw in the movie theater would have been the Empire Strikes Back special edition. My dad took me to, and then he took me to all three of the prequels, and then we went to The Force Awakens together as well. So I'm really looking forward to making that kind of a three-generation thing with uh, Episode Eight. Uh, from the comic book uh, standpoint, I guess I'm uh, looking forward to a number of possibilities of, uh, you know, filling in the gap between uh, Return of the Jedi and, and The Force Awakens, specifically kind of on the, the Force front. I'm kind of interested to, or would love to see Marvel come out with their own kind of Tales of the Jedi uh, type series that uh, Dark Horse had did in the, the 90s to, you know, um, be a sort of a, a prequel, uh, thousands of years, uh, kind of follow the uh, the rise of the Jedi uh, leading up to uh, eventually their their downfall. And uh, I would like to see kind of that uh, avenue ex- explored uh, around uh, Luke's kind of Jedi school and kind of some of these uh, Church of the Force people. And I think probably the uh, comic book uh, format is probably the best for that. And then uh, the the last or the, the third thing I'm really looking forward to is the possibility of seeing Darth Vader in more Star Wars movies. I mean, Darth Vader is definitely the, the face of kind of the, the Star Wars merchandising or kind of just the, the Star Wars legacy. So there's no way that uh, Disney shelled out billions of dollars for, you know, the Star Wars franchise and are going to leave Darth Vader in a closet. So these standalone movies like Rogue One, I definitely expect to see Darth Vader show up in that movie, at least in some capacity. And I'm looking forward to seeing him in uh, more m- movies, you know, revisiting that, that time between Revenge of the Sith and uh, Star Wars. And getting to see more of Darth Vader. He is my favorite Star Wars character. And uh, I wasn't too happy with how they uh, left him at the the end of Revenge of the Sith. There was just a little too much assumed transition there, is I guess what I'd say. Yeah, the guy walking off real stiff and going, no, was definitely not the uh, same person we saw in the opening of the original Star Wars movie. Who comes busting in through the... Uh, rebel blockade door and grabs rebel troopers by the throat and lifts them up off the ground and throws them down the hallway. There was uh, a lot of development that uh, character needed to get from uh, Hayden Christensen's character in Revenge of the Sith to that point where we were first all introduced to him in Star Wars. So I'm looking forward to seeing that transition uh, come to fruition on on film, hopefully. And so uh, really looking forward to uh, the uh, Rogue One movie as well. So 
I think I've rambled on enough about that. Hi, Ryan. Siskoid here. Probably my only way to get on an episode of uh, Give Me Those Star Wars, given my curmudgeon status. But here's my Star Wars Christmas list. I'd like to see, in the future, a snarky joke about the prequels. New plots for the next films. Certainly no massive planet killers. Are they done? Imperial Rebels. Now, I don't mean the First Order, which was really a, a new fascist faction rising from the ashes of the old. I mean people who had it good under imperial control and who don't like this new republic and have formed their own rebellion now that the so-called good guys have become the status quo. More complex politics and a sort of ironic reversal. I also want to see Lando, both in the main films and in the prequels, as a younger Han's rival who's a lot cooler than he is. That at least some Rogue One characters survive and play a role in future interstitial adventures, like the discovery of the second Death Star or whatever. And here are some crazy ideas for expanded universe films. The tale of the very first Jedi and Sith way back in history. You could add a long to a long, long time ago, long, long, long time ago. A Jedi Academy teen comedy with Kid Yoda in it. Uh, Darth Vader's Revenant-like story after his TIE fighter goes flying out of control at the end of A New Hope. And uh, how about Kessel Run, the secret origin of the Millennium Falcon? Well, those are my ideas and my my, my hopes and dreams and for Star Wars in the future, but looks like the uh, franchise is in good hands. I did enjoy A Force Awakens, and I'm looking forward to more of the same, but at the same time, more of it being different. Thanks for listening. Two more things I want to see. I know, I'm greedy. One is space battles. Big space battles. The Force Awakens had three awesome battles with vehicles and dogfights, but they were all atmospheric battles. The Millennium Falcon and the TIE Fighters on Jakku, the Resistance X-Wings versus the TIE Fighters on Takodana, and the X-Wings assaulting the Starkiller base. All of those scenes were great, but I want another Battle of Endor. I want some capital ships going up against Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer. I want to see fleets collide and all of the starfighters buzzing around them like flies. And the other thing I want to see, and this one really surprised me, I want to see lots of Jedi fighting lots of Darksiders. Prior to The Force Awakens, I was pretty sick of Jedi and Sith. I felt they were too omnipresent, they were oversaturated. You had comics where armies of Sith warriors collide on the battlefield like orcs and elves in The Lord of the Rings, and I wanted nothing to do with any of that. But The Force Awakens reminded me what I like about the Jedi and the Force, and I remembered that even in the prequel films where we had 200 Jedi fighting in the same arena, they were fighting robots. There was never more than one dark side user in any of those fights, and I'd like to raise the stakes of that just a little bit on one of the next films. Now, I still don't want hundreds of green lightsabers going up against hundreds of red lightsabers on a battlefield, but maybe a three-on-three, like a pickup basketball game? Maybe Luke and Rey taking on the Knights of Ren together. That would be something different that we haven't seen, and that excites me. And that's really what I want to see. Something different. Something new. Star Wars is a galaxy. A galaxy of wonder. A galaxy of possibility. And we can explore that galaxy until the stars turn cold. As long as the stories are new and different and exciting. So, 
That is all for this episode. Huge space slug-sized thanks to Rob, Mike, Omar, Paul, Chris, Kyle, and Siskoid for pulling my ass out of the fire by recording their segments with very short notice. You're all good people. Give Me Those Star Wars is a proud member of the Fire & Water Podcast Network. Feedback for this podcast can be left at fireandwaterpodcast.com or the Facebook page for Give Me Those Star Wars. You can also find me on Twitter at RyanDaily01, or you can send an email to rdailypodcast at gmail.com. Part of the theme music for this podcast is performed by the Evil Genius Orchestra from their album Star Wars Cocktails in the Cantina, available for purchase on iTunes and at Amazon Music. That and all other music, audio clips, or quoted text are used for entertainment purposes and believed covered under fair use. Give Me Those Star Wars is not affiliated with Disney or Lucasfilm, and I make no money from this podcast, so no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and may the Fourth be with you. as I loved The Force Awakens and as much as I'm loving what I'm seeing from Rogue One and as excited as I am about Episode 8 directed by Ryan Johnson, the thing I think I am most looking forward to in terms of the Star Wars universe going forward is what happens after this set of six films is complete. As far as I understand, Disney has not really said much about what's going to happen after Chapters 7, 8, 9 are completed and then the three initial expanded universe slash Star Wars story films are done. I don't think they've ever said what's going to happen after that. And that really gets me excited because I think that Disney is trying to train the audience a little bit to show that, like, you know, can they handle the idea of different stories in the same universe in alternate years? And they're kind of like training the audience. And I think that once they realize the audience can absolutely follow this and and uh, and be able to not get confused sort of the way they've been handling the Marvel films is that they've been they've seen that audiences are willing to follow this complicated storyline from film to film to film. And you can introduce bizarre concepts like Guardians of the Galaxy and Doctor Strange and make the movie stars. I really think that the creative people behind the Star Wars franchise might really get interesting and exciting after this initial set of six films because after these are successes and they're they're all going to be the sky's the limit I really think you could get crazy with the Star Wars universe after these films are done and you're you're ready to scope out stories for chapters uh, 10 11 and 12 or the other expanded universe slash Star Wars story movies so as good as these upcoming this upcoming slate is and and to me they all look very good uh, I'm really really excited about what might lie ahead for the Star Wars universe this this could really be a sort of amazing thing so that's kind of what I'm looking forward to the most is what lies ahead just off in the horizon after this uh, initial set of movies are done so that's what I'm looking forward to the most Ryan thanks for having me on and may the fourth be with you